Well, this morning, we're going to look at um, uh, Luke chapter number 7. Luke chapter number 7, we'll be reading from verse number 1, and I'm going to continue to talk about using your faith to help other people. Using your faith to help other people. Look at your neighbor, tell them, you are blessed to be a blessing. And when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, he entered Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and to heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. For he loved our nation and has built a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was already not afar from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not think even of myself worthy for you to come, but say the word and my servant will be healed. For also men under authority, having soldiers under men, I say to the one, go and he goes to another, come and he comes and to another, do that and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such a great faith, not even in a sry hell. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God has called you to be a blessing. My brothers and sisters, we are living in very difficult times, perilous times. We are living in times in which we are exposed to many different expressions, many different philosophical um, influences, mindsets, and different voices that seek to get our attention constantly, perpetually, and at all times. The voices that speak to us seems to suggest that we should embrace the spirit of entitlement. They seem to suggest that we should embrace the spirit of self-aggrandizement. They seem to suggest that we should embrace the spirit of self-gratification, maybe self-exhortation. The spirit of the age is, I want my blessing and I want it now. The spirit of the age seems to suggest that God is at our beck and call. It's sort of a Father Christmas. The spirit of the age seems to suggest that God is standing ready and whenever the bell is rung, God is going to run and find what can I do for you. Well, that's not the kind of God that we serve. That's not the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is very clear about how he works. 
is very clear about his modus operandi. The God of the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. The God of the Bible says, you will seek me. I won't seek you, but you will seek me. And you will find me if you ask after me with your whole heart. The God of the Bible says, come now let us reason together. That's the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible says, call upon me. And I will answer you and show you great and wonderful things that you do not know. But you've got to call upon me. That's the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible says, knock and the door shall be opened. The God of the Bible says, seek, 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 and you will find if you seek. Because when you knock, the door will be open. When you seek, you will find. The God of the Bible says, if any man wants to come after me, let him deny himself. Let him take up his cross and let him follow me. And where I am, there will he be too. That's the God of the Bible. The God of the Bible is not at our beck and call. He's not Father Christmas. It's not a God that you can order around at your pleasure. Oh, no, 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 no. Tell, tell your neighbor, I know my father so. The God of the Bible calls people up to the mountain. Moses. Come up here to the mountain and stay here with me for 40 days. That's the God of the Bible. So being exposed to all of these different philosophical and cultural and uh, different voices that seems to go out of the way to get our attention, we've got to be circumspectful. We've got to discern the spirits that seeks to get our attention. And we've got to align ourselves with this old B-I-B-L-E. We, we've got to go back to the book. We've got to go back to the book. And when we go back to the book and we look at the modus operandi of God our Father, there are certain things that we will discover. We will discover that right at the onset and at the beginning, when God created us, there are two things, that, well, there's a number of things, but two specifically that I would like to highlight here this morning. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, if you could put it up on the screen, please. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. And God said, let us create men in our own image. Give me the Amplified translation. In our own image and after our own likeness. And God, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the tame beasts, over all the earth, over everything that creeps upon the earth. Next verse, next verse. So God created man in his own image and in his likeness, in the likeness of God created to him, male and, male and female created to them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it using its vast resources in the service of God and men. 
The mandate is very clear. The mandate is we're going to create you in our image after our likeness. Immediately upon creation, we are going to confer a blessing upon you. This blessing will give you the capacity and the advantage to do what? To be fruitful, to multiply, and to replenish. Everything within the creative process guaranteed the fruitfulness of the child of God. Doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter whether you're black, you're white, whether you're male, whether you're female, you need to understand as a child of God, you've got the capacity for fruitfulness locked up on the inside of your being. Doesn't matter where they put you, let them put you on the backside of the desert, you can be fruitful right there. Let them put you in the urban areas of the city, you can be fruitful like there. Doesn't matter where they put you, you have the ability as a child of God to be fruitful. God will bless the work of your hands, He will bless your ideas, He will give you supernatural ability, He will give you supernatural uh, uh, desires that He will place on the inside of you. And as you uh, uh, follow these desires and follow the Spirit of God, God would allow you to live a fruitful and a successful life. As a child of God, you need to know that you've got power. doesn't matter where it is. That's why the Bible says, I'll bless you in the city. And well, if they want to get you out of the city, I'll bless you in the field. Well, if they want you out of the field, I will bless you coming in. I'll bless you going out. You will be the head and not the tail. You will be a but it's, it's, it's guaranteed that you can be fruitful as a child of God. Tell your neighbor, I am fruitful. Same God that caused the apple tree to bring forth fruit, the same God that caused the orange tree, the banana tree, to bring forth deaths. That's what God, the Genesis Exodus, is exactly about God blessing His creation, enabling them and giving them the power for fruitfulness. The sun gives and brings forth heat. The stars shine. The moon gives light. That's, that's just how God made everything. You look at the fish and you don't need to teach a fish how to swim. The fish just automatically knows how to swim. From the time that he's born, he knows how to swim. You take a cheetah. You don't need to teach the cheetah how to run. The cheetah know how to sprint 120 kilometers per hour. Why? Because that's how God created them. God created you. <laughs> the same God that created the lion, the same God that created the tiger, the same God that created the cheetah, it's the same God that created you. And when he created you, he blessed you and he said, be fruitful. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white, or whether you're male, whether you're female, whether you're educated, or whether you are illiterate. You don't need to go to school because rocked up on the inside of you is the ability to be fruitful. It's 
the ability to multiply what I put in your hand. Hallelujah. I will prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemies. That's what I'll do. I'll bless you. I will enlarge your territory because I'm just that kind of a God. And I've come here today to encourage somebody. It's time to get up. It's time to stop making excuses. It's time to push your head and your chest out and stake your claim and says, I'm going to be all that God has called me to be. If you will just believe God as able to do far above, exceeding abundantly, above and beyond all that you could ask or think. The Bible says one of you will put a thousand to flight, but two of you shall put ten thousand to flight. You've got power. You've got authority. You've got the ability of God on the inside of you. He will bless the works of your hands. He'll bless your bread. He'll bless your water. He'll bless you when you come in. He'll bless you when you go out. Listen to your father. He says, no weapon that's formed against you will be able to prosper every tongue that rises up against you in judgment a stand condemned you are blessed blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places you have been blessed with everything that to life and godliness God through Christ Jesus has secured the victory the work is already done whatever you need that pertain to life it's your portion to power it's your portion to holiness it's your portion to righteousness it's your portion that's why the Bible says we know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord for them who are called according to his purpose for those whom God for new, he called to be the predestined and conformed to the image and the, and the likeness of his son. Those whom he called, he justified. Those whom he justified, he glorified. What will we say concerning all these things? Well, we'll say this if God be for us, who can be against us? So, no matter where I go, I can be fruitful, 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 fruitful in the city, fruitful in the field, fruitful coming in, fruitful going out. I can be fruitful. You are not cursed, you are blessed. You say to me, brother, pastor, you don't understand my family this and my family that. Well, my father died when I was five years of age and my mother was a domestic worker, a kitchen girl. And then I discovered that if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, everything has become brand new. Christ became poor so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentile. He broke the curse, the curse of the law. He broke barrenness over our lives, insecurity over our lives. And I'm here to tell you that you are more than what meets the eye. You are a child of God. You have been chosen by God. You are special. Listen to God when he talks about you. He says, and you are a chosen generation. 
holy nation, royal priesthood, a peculiar people. That's who you are. I'm here to tell the devil it's too late, but it's too late. We are blessed. We are the elect of God. We are blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed coming in and blessed going out. We are here to announce to everyone that goodness and mercy, 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 cannot, cannot do anything other than just following us. So no matter where I go, I've got goodness and mercy. No matter where us, I've got goodness and shout yes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Not only are you blessed, you've got the ability to multiply what God placed in your hand. The kingdom of God works like this. He says, and to some he gives 30 fold, and to some 60 fold, and to some 90 fold. Your father says, give, and it will be given unto you. It's not only money, it has to do with your love, your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your kindness, your benevolence, whatever you give, it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, taken together, running over. Well, God, your father calls men to give into your bosom. Your father will open the windows of heaven. He will pour out a blessing over you. Such magnitude that there will not be enough room for you to receive a container. I declare you blessed in the name of Jesus. I declare the head of the home blessed. I declare mama blessed. I declare your children blessed. I declare your grandchildren blessed in the name of Jesus. And I declare that you got the capacity to multiply everything that God has placed within the ambit of your being. You've got capacity. You've got ability. You've got power. You've got authority. You've got favor. If it is one, it will become two. If it is two, it will become four. If it is four, it will become eight. If it is yeah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Shout yes! Shout yes! Shout yes! You are blessed of God. You are highly favored. You are a special breed. You are a special kind. Hallelujah. 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 No weapon formed against you. Your father said, if you go through the water, he says, I'm there. He says, if you go through the fire, he says, I'm there. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never disappoint you. Let them throw you in the pit, Joseph. 
it's all right because I'm a God of the pit I'll meet you right there let them take you out of the pit and put you into Potiphar's house that's all right Joseph I'll bless you right over there and I'm going to bless Potiphar not because he's Potiphar I'm going to bless his house because you are there your presence is there your anointing is there your power is there and the Bible says that God blessed Potiphar because of Joseph until mama Potiphar got jealous for the boy they took him and they threw him in the prison God says it's alright I'm going to be with you in the prison and right here in the prison we're going to make it work we're going to bless it all right we're going to lift it up we are going to anoint it we are going to give you favor we're going to give you interpretation we are going to give you ability Joseph then I'm going to pull you right from the prison all the way to the palace because no matter where you are I'm with you to bless you to guide you to protect you and to make your way prosperous they used to tell me my brother did he used to say you are useless he used to beat me up today they would have called the child abuse he was obuti bomvan hey that man The very same man that called me useless when I gave my life to Jesus is the very same man that came to me and sat with me and asked me, how did you change? What happened? How? Is the very same man that when I preached, stood up in the church and walked forward in order to receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of his life. A week ago, a week after that, he died. And Bishop buried him. Bishop buried Mama. Bishop buried him. Most of my family members, when they go, I've got a bishop. Oh, you don't understand. I've got a bishop. I've got a pastor. My children are sick. They asked for Uncle Musa. Just before Kellen died, he came there. To come and minister to the little one. That's the privilege of having a pastor. We should love him. We should cherish him. We should defend him with our life. Hallelujah. Now let us deal with this text quickly. Now. Do you agree that we are blessed? Yes. Of course we are blessed. And we thank God for that. But now here's the thing. 
Why are we blessed? Why? Why all these beautiful scriptures of the blessing of God? And I'm just not even touching the surface. I'm just in passing mentioning some of them. Genesis tells us we are supposed to have a relationship that is structured in the following way. One, it should be vertical between us and God. Everything that God placed in our hands is for His glory. The voice that you have when you stand up here and you sing melodiously like an angel, that voice is for the glory of God. Your ability, your skill sets, and everything, your acumen and your capacity intellectually or otherwise, all of that is given so that God could have priority in your life. You a musician, you play any one of these instruments. The reason why God has given you the gift of music is not so that you can glorify the devil. The reason why God has given you the music is so that you can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall habitually be in my mouth. It's to bless the Lord. Say, I will enter your gates with thanksgiving, your courts with praise. I will say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and I will be glad. We are supposed to use our gifts to glorify God. If you can bake cakes, bake them for the glory of God. Whatever you can do, do it for the glory of God. Say, Bishop, there's the vision. And whatever little I can do in order to help, I'm going to do whatever I can. But I'm going to make God a priority in my life. I'm going to tell my children, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's our bishop. That's our church. That's where you're going to get baptized out of. That's where you're going to get married out of. That's where I'm going to get buried out of. You've got to make that commitment. You've got to teach the children. This is our tithes and our offerings on a Saturday night. And you've got to bring your tithes and your offering before the family and the presence of God. And said, God, we are only giving back to you what you've given to us. Why? Because we've got to prepare the next generation. Then Sunday morning you bring it here and you worship before the Lord and you bless God with your sacrifice. You bless God with your mouth. The singing of your songs, your amen, your hallelujah. It's that vertical relationship. God has given you a voice, vocal cords. You've got a tongue, you've got lips. It's not to curse, it's not to brag, it's not to boast. It's to bless the Lord. I will say of the Lord, you are my refuge. My fortress, my pavilion, my strong tower, my God in whom I trust. Use your ears for the glory of God. Use your talents, your hand. Help come and clean. Help wherever we go in order to do the work of God. Use, let that vertical relationship between you and God, let it constantly shine as a beacon of light and hope. Teach your children to serve the Lord, to fear God, and to love the house of the Lord. Build the church. Don't break the church. 
our bishop and our leader is working very hard. I look at him and I sometimes wonder, where does he get the strength? I'm busy as well, but not like him. He's so committed, so dead. Where are you? I'm in Bloomfontein. Where are you? I'm in Nelson. Where are you? Cape Town. Where are you? Where are you? Even as his friend, I can't keep up with him. But he used the talents that God... I have never heard Ubaba speak bad about another human being. Never. 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 Oh, we can give God a good praise offering for that. Whenever bishops speak, he, he uses the words of his mouth to, 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 to convey wisdom. Words of encouragement, words of strength, and words of hope. Use your mouth in a positive way. Use it. Build the church. Encourage the believers. Speak about the goodness of God, the grace of God, the mercies, and the compassions of Almighty God amongst the saints. Encourage one another with songs and psalms and spiritual hymns. Vertical. But, not only did God bless us so that we can have a vertical relationship he also blessed us so that we can have a horizontal relationship. God wants us to care about people. Oh, it's getting quiet. In the Presbyterian church, it's getting quiet. You see these voices that's out there. It's all about me. It's about, it's about my house. It's about my car. It's about my blessing. It's about my breakthrough. It's about my this, my that. What about the other people? It's time for the body of Christ to hear the voice of the Lord. Go ye into all the world and preach this gospel. It's time for the church of Jesus Christ to say we are going to be all inclusive in our approach and we're going to go into the highways and the byways. We're going to tell them about the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God. The compassion of God. If you read Jesus' word, he said, compel them. He said, the Father has prepared this great feast. Compel the people to come. And I want to start with you here today. Speak to your mother. Speak to your father. Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God, the compassion of God. You say to me, you know, brother pastor, it's not so easy. Yes, I know it's not so easy. But I was the one that testified to my mother. I said, God, how can I go to heaven and enjoy the presence of God? when mama is not saved so I prayed and I pleaded the blood over my closer mother I said Lord save her help her wash her cleanse her don't let her die without me getting the chance to lead her to Jesus I preached to her I got other people to come and testify to her I led her to Christ not once not twice I led her to Christ three times because I had to make double sure that when I get there mama must be waiting for me on the other side before she died I prayed with her God help me heard my prayer I 
prayed with her and a few minutes after that my mother said goodbye to time and she entered into eternity so when I get to the shores on the other side I know my mother is there she's waiting for me God used her to bring me into this world I've got a duty and a responsibility to pray for my mother Pray for your mother, pray for your father. You say, I don't allow people to smoke in my... Let them smoke. Do you think the Holy Ghost is going to walk out of the house because they're standing and smoking there at the back? Let them smoke. Leave them. What? Yes. Let them smoke. Leave them. Listen to the Bible. The goodness of God is what leads men to repentance. You are saved by grace through faith. It is a gift, lest you boast. Leave them. Leave them. Leave them. Let them stand there. Malu men. Rangwan. It's all right. Mom used to try. The only thing I was wondering, Mama, this thing is so bitter. How, how do you put it in here? But I left her and loved her. You see, the Bible says you will know them by their fruit, not their words. Sometimes we talk too much and we do too little. After they smoked and after they've done and said their things, you then call them in. You tell them about your walk. Yeah, how God helped you. How God saved you. How God graced you. Why? Because you are working on this horizontal relationship. And if necessary, if it is your parents, mom and dad, why don't you go and buy some grocery? Buy mama some flowers. You see, but my, my father, it doesn't matter. He's still your father. Love him into the kingdom of God. Show him respect. Show him grace. Show him mercy. Show him benevolence. God has given you something that you're supposed to share with other people. Let your words be salted. Let them be merciful. Let them be kind. Let your words be gracious. Tell your family about Jesus. And fight them. The reason why some of us are scared to invite family members and friends to the church is because of the way we live. Invite them. Let me close with this man. Let me close with this man. Let me close with this man. This man is a man of authority. And we learn a very valuable lesson from him. He's got somebody in his ranks that is very sick and at the point of death. This man realized I am blessed because one, doctor, I am healthy. Two, I'm in a position of authority. I can make a difference. How do I use my stature, my influence, my health, the authority that I have? How do I use all of me to help another person? He says, I'm going to now, some of the translation says that he went himself. 
Another translation said that he sent people. He sent people to Jesus in order for Jesus to come and help this poor man. What do we learn from this man? We learn a very valuable lesson, Bazalwan. The lesson that this man teach us is this. You should never forget people who has been good to you. We are, we are living in a world where people are ungrateful, unthankful. They, they, the, the spirit of entitlement and, and I'm entitled to this. And, and no, 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 no. The people that God used, your mother, your father, how do you repay your mother for all she's done for you? Where do you start? How do you quantify her contribution towards the essence and the makeup of your being? Nine months she carried you. The pain, the trauma, the, everything that went with that. After that, when you came into the world, she was your guide, your greatest fan, your greatest admirer. She was the one that nourished you and cultivated you and loved you and embraced you. How do you forget your mother? What type of a heart is that? How do you forget that? That had to go out during these dark years of apartheid. When our people were treated inhumanely like animals. And Dada had to get up early in the morning, four o'clock and leave the house. Had to walk with his Bantu pass or his Dom pass. And had to go and work for a measly salary. In order to make sure that you have uh, 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 matabela or you have some porridge. Or uh, there's a little cabbage or, or, or there's a little papa. Or, how do you forget this man teaches us, never forget the people that has been good to you. If you are in a position that's blessed, never forget them. And whatever you can do in order to show gratitude, do it. Do it. Don't wait for the man to die. Do something about it now. Do something for your mother while she's alive. Do something for your father. Go after church. Go buy her flowers. Go buy her groceries. Whatever you can do, say, Mama. Oh, man. Oh, ma. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being my mother. Thank you for loving me, believing in me. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Love her. Appreciate Udata. Embrace them. Support them. These are the people that God used. Here you are. Today you are. Well learned. You've gone to university. You got degrees behind your name. But who did God use? Who did God use? Wasn't it that same Poor woman. You know, for us that don't have mothers and fathers, 
We envy some of you. We envy you. Never take your mother for granted. Never take your father for granted. Your parents cherish them, love them. They are blessing of God to you. They are blessing of God to you. Cherish your family. Cherish one another. Respect one another. Love one another. Embrace one another. Make sure that the circle will not be unbroken. Make sure that you testify to them. Show them the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God, the compassion of God. Be benevolent. Be merciful. Be kind. Be considerate. Never forget. Never forget. Jesus said, didn't I heal ten? Wasn't there ten that I helped? How is it that only one? Because it is, it is, it is human propensity for us to forget. Because we feel we are entitled. We should not have that attitude. And my, my call everywhere I go, it's about the family. Love your family. Appreciate them. Make sure that they are safe, they are born again. Show them the love and the grace of Almighty God. Let me close. He teaches us. Remember those whom God used on your way to be a blessing to you. I was talking with Bishop and he was telling me about somebody in his life. Somebody that God used to be a blessing. Now, by the time we're having this conversation, he has forgotten. He's told me probably five times before. But I understand. The reason why he's talking about it again and again and again is because he's got a grateful heart. He will never forget that man. Don't forget. Don't forget. Don't forget. He reaches out and he says, I'm going to make a difference by using all that I am in order to help this person. And I close. They speak to Jesus and Jesus comes and he says to Jesus, it's not necessary for you to come. Look at him. He used this influence. He's used this position. He used these resources. Everything so far that he used is external. But now he's going to reach deep inside of him. And he's going to use something in him to help that man. He says to Jesus... Don't come. Speak the word. What is he doing? He's now using his own fate in order to help another person. Use your faith. Reach deep. When, when, he, when, he des, when he decided, I've tried this and that and the, let me let me use what has been placed on the inside of my being 
And he used his faith. And when Jesus heard the man say, I'm a man of authority. I tell people, come and they come. I tell them, go. He says, I have never seen such a great faith in all of Israel. But here's the difference. He did not use his faith for himself. He used it to help another person. Use your faith to help your mother. Use it to help your brother, your sister, your nieces, nephews, aunties and uncles. Use your faith. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Use your smile. Use your warmth. Use your gentleness, your kindness, your compassion. Don't fight. Don't become angry too quickly. Don't do that. Manage your temper. Manage the way you speak to people, the way you address them, the way you receive them. Use what God has placed on the inside of you for the benefit of other people. Use your prayers. Use your knowledge of the scriptures. Use the infrastructure that God has given us here at Grace. Say, I'm going to give up my chair this week and I'm going to invite somebody to come to church with me. We are preparing for word explosion. God has spoken to our bishop and has given a clear directive to him. What is our responsibility? Our responsibility is to use what God has placed in us for the benefit of his kingdom. Use what you've got for God and use what you've got for your fellow man. If you do that, God will bless you. We will win souls. We will serve this generation. We will turn Africa upside down. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, please help us. Now we realize that we are blessed to be a blessing. We have received so that we can give. Peter said to the man, silver and gold, I don't have. But what I have, I'm going to share it with you. Be healed. Lord, you have given us beautiful gifts. The gift of your love. The gift of your grace, your mercy, your compassion, your kindness. You have given us the gift of your spirit. The gift of your word. The gift of salvation. Help us today as we walk out of this place. That we will use the gifts of God for the benefit of other people. Help us to start with our family members. Help us to appreciate mama. Help us to appreciate dad. Help us to embrace and appreciate our brothers and sisters, our siblings, and all those that are part of our families. Help us to testify to them and through our lives demonstrate the kingdom of God. Save them, Lord. Deliver them, touch them. Do great and mighty things as we embrace them and as we love them and serve them and honor them. Forgive us where we've been disrespectful, non-appreciative, 
please forgive us. Where we've taken mama for granted, dad and all those whom you've given us, please forgive us. And help us that from today we will be people with a grateful heart. Appreciating all whom God has used in order to help us on our journey. We are what we are today because of other people. Help us to always remember that. And Lord, as we go out, do a great work in our lives. Change our communities and our nation for your glory and for your honor. Let us be your hands extended. Look through our eyes. Listen through our ears. Talk through our vocal cords. Touch through our hands. Walk with our feet. Show mercy and compassion through us. Love the people through us. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the glory of God. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed before I sit down. Is there anybody here today that's not saved, that's not born again? You've come to church this morning, not realizing that God has got an appointment with you. And that today he wants to forgive your sins. He wants to heal your soul. You might be a backslider. You might not be living for the Lord. You might not be going to church anymore. It's all right. You are in your father's house. The reason why he's ordered your footsteps to this place is because he's got a miracle. Your name is written upon it. Wherever you are, if you need prayer, I would love to pray for you and ask God to give you the greatest miracle, the miracle of forgiveness. Just raise me your right hand and I'm going to pray with you. Thank you. Thank you. Raise them high. Thank you. Thank you. Raise them high. Thank you. I see those hands. Please pass the pray for me. Raise them high. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you're a backslider, something happened in the church and you don't go into church anymore, it's all right. God is going to fix it today. He's bringing you to a new family. People that will love you. People that will care for you. All you need to do is raise me your hand. I'm going to pray for you. Pastor, here's my hand. Please pray for me. Thank you for those hands. I want everybody that have raised their hand. Will you stand on your feet for me, please? Just stand on your feet. Get up on your feet. Everyone that have raised, thank you. Thank you. Stand up on your feet. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. You need prayer quickly. Stand on your feet. We're going to pray together. Thank you. I want everybody that's standing. Just walk out of your seat. Come and meet me right here in front. And we're going to pray together.